What's up, everybody? My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and we are on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. This is a little bit different look <laughs> than normal, um, but today we're doing a very powerful interview, and it's going to probably seem like a lot uh, because it is a lot, um, but we're not going to be bringing our guest on video. Um, it's going to be through the telephone because she's not comfortable being on video, sharing the things that she's going to be talking about. Um, CPS, Child Protective Services, um, MK Ultra, that subject again, um, sex slavery, human trafficking, all of it. Uh, this is a victim of all of this. And why I'm giving this a platform today, I'm, I'm actually, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm uncomfortable not having somebody on video that could be on video because I think it's important to be able to see people's face. However, I want to be respectful to somebody that's not comfortable being on video yet because they don't want people to point out and go, hey, that's that victim. And I can respect that. And, um, you know, so I guess maybe it's probably more selfish of me that I want somebody on video when I'm interviewing them. But that said, this is a pretty heavy subject. And um, Annette, our guest, has been, you know, she put together a very powerful march of to, end him, to end human trafficking that 32 states participated in. They have another event coming up in July and they're wanting to make it even bigger. And frankly, there needs to be more awareness about this. Um, and so that's why we're here. And my job and what I do is to give the voiceless a platform. And while I don't know you know, every voice that I give a platform to, I don't know if they're legit. Um, I do my best to dig in and, you know, get references and make sure that it's real. And um, and maybe that's why I'm nervous that it's not on video. But that said, I did an interview in a shadow prison this way, so I can do this too. So um, I can tell you that what I've already heard and seen is as disturbing as the Penny Ultra, or not Ultra, Penny Shepherd episode, uh, and, and actually Penny is who referred Annette. So I'm going to act on good faith and believe that everything that she's going to say is real and true, um, because I want to. I I know the stuff is real. Um, I just I'm really sick and tired of of, of some of these organizations uh, that are fraudulent and people claiming to be something that they're not. I'm tired of it because it seems to be happening happening a lot lately. So I'm not saying this to discredit Annette. I'm just saying that I can't verify any of this stuff 100%, um, except for the fact that what she's going to talk about is a real issue, a very real issue. So with that said, um, we'll be right back after this, and we'll bring Annette on. Uh, thank you for being here on the Live Model Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. You can find us by downloading the app, uh, the Live Model Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network, you can download our app on Roku and Amazon Fire, but thank you for your support. Uh, I just pray that you um, have an open heart and open mind and appreciate uh, what you're about to hear because it's it's a lot. Be right back.
out the red carpet, the red carpet, the red carpet. You want them rolling out the red carpet, the red carpet, the red carpet. You want the finest things, the diamond rings, the designer jeans, all minor things in the widest scheme. But at what cost to realize your dreams? Been bleeding in the wheel more, put the crown of thorns on, spill more. My mic bloody cause I kill more, but I'm still poor. Bottom's where I started, but I get to the top and park it. Plug up in a harlot, my battery need charging. And to reach my target is the illest in the market. It's some liquid from my arteries, will spill onto the carpet, yeah. Everybody want fame, nobody wanna work for it. Want them all to know your name, don't wanna see no hurt for it. You wanna out the red carpet, the red carpet, the red. All right, everybody, we're back. My name is Joshua T. Berglund, and we are on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. Uh, today, we're very, very grateful to have our guest, Annette Rauch. It's, it's Rauch, correct, Annette? It's Rauch. Thank you very much. Thank you for being here. Before we get started, Annette, please tell everybody what you're grateful for and why. I'm grateful just for every breath I take on Earth because it's an absolute miracle that I'm even here. Thank you. Well, I'm I'm grateful for you to be here. I don't even know where to start because you've got... You know, from being trafficked as a child and again as an adult, I mean, uh, you know what? Let's start there. How did you end okay. up getting trafficked as a child? And then segue from that, please, into okay. how it didn't happen again till you were an adult. How do you? How did you fall back into it? But start from the beginning, please. Okay. From the beginning, I was adopted at three months old. Upon my adoption, there was an agreement. I was told this later on as an adult, there was an agreement upon my adoption to traffic me as a very young girl. I was trafficked. I was given to a pediophile named Michael, and Michael groomed me to be trafficked throughout Hollywood. I was trafficked throughout the Hollywood stars of my era. This was about 1976 or 77, and most of the people that I was trafficked through are no longer living. So I'm able to come out and speak without revealing too, too much of what went on there. These people are no longer living. I will say that what I went through was extremely harmful and perverse, and it hasn't changed much as far as I hear from the phone calls I get from around the United States that children are still being subjected to extreme perversions. When you, I was, go ahead. No, sorry, Annette, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go can ahead. you Can you explain some of the things that happened, uh, like some of the activities that happened when you're being groomed for sex trafficking for Hollywood elite? Absolutely. You're absolutely broken down every moment. I remember such things as being at a dining table and being told how to eat and how to answer questions and what to say and what not to say. And a lot of that is just through humiliation. You would say things such as, wow, I noticed your suntan. You have a suntan line on your shoulder. And they would say, I am absolutely not suntan. Do you understand? And you're like, but you are. No. We don't ask questions and we don't talk. So they would take down the very obvious, even small things, and tell you how to hold your fork at the table. They would start introducing you to people, start telling you how to recognize 
elite from non-elite. Well, I'm going to say people that are rich from not, not rich. They would um, hit and kick and whip people. They would whip people in front of me to terrorize me. And they basically treated me like cattle. I remember having my, my um, shoulder, they would take their hand behind my neck and pushed me down so people could see my cleavage. Keep in mind that I was 13 and say, do you want this one? Like kicking me out. Um, just crazy stuff, taking me to porn movies on Western Avenue and putting quarters and machines with a 13, 14 year old girl there watching all this going on around me. They took me to see story of, oh, I was humiliated when I had to watch that. I was a little girl. Um, just crazy, crazy stuff. Breaking you down in every way, breaking you down, telling you how to walk and talk. And that sounds like they, charm school, though. I mean, in, in all fairness, it's in all not fairness, charm school, they actually break you down to not be anything civilized in many ways. You're to be seductive and not talk and sit and be picked and like that. Mm -hmm. It's not charm school, trust me. It's the furthest thing from charm school. And I've been to a charm style school. And I mean, there's a lot of it. You get, they slap your hands and they, you know, correcting your posture. They tell you how to talk, how to look people in the eyes, all oh, of that stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought that that would be a lot more glamorous. I didn't know that. No, it's not because they have to break you against your human nature of how to do it. And it's, it could be looked at as programming, but this is how a lot of charm schools work. And if you go into ballet or gymnastics there's a lot of the same kind of stuff am i saying it's right no uh but that's how it's done so when it's you're being groomed for sex traffic trafficking you mentioned them showing you porn i know how young eyes seeing sex and how that can really mess with you i uh, was subjected to the same thing pretty young um so i know how damaging that can be is there any other details that you're leaving out as far as your programming and conditioning was? I think what they do is they teach you to accept what you would normally think was completely unacceptable, such as people wanting to be defecated on or urinated on or um, drinking your urine or, and you're supposed to just act as if this is normal in life. And you're a child accepting these extreme circumstances and you no longer exist on any real level. Yeah. It's how, hard to explain. It's in, and also they used a lot of sexual humor to make me laugh. And I'm embarrassed now that I laughed at a lot yeah. of it, but that's another way they groom is humor. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're laughing at things that are evil, like you're being conditioned to do that. Okay, yeah, now I've, um, I wrote a book called The Illuminati Secrets of a Mind Control Slave. And it was mm -hmm. written in the 70s. And when I was reading the book, I couldn't get through it because it was reminded me of my own experience. So I can only imagine, like, the reason I'm asking some of these questions is because I'm familiar with the process. And I want the audience to hear it from someone other than me. So that's why I'm kind of poking you to ask, to say these other things. Now you're getting into it. So thank you for saying that. Because that is real. And when you normalize something like, defecating on somebody or golden showers at that age, what the hell do you think your brain is going to think acceptable is acceptable by the time you're an adult? Because that they no more laugh. has the effect. 
And it's not funny. They would have, I never had sex with an animal, but they would show you movies of people having sex with animals and they go, then they would laugh and say, what do you think of Peggy and her pony? And meanwhile, you're being killed inside for who you actually are while they're doing these things and you're speechless. You're dependent on these people for your very survival. It is a breakdown of who you are. You don't exist anymore after this. Mm. Seriously. And it's not just me. I was surrounded by many people going through the exact same things. Yeah. And you know what? And I honor you for being a voice um, because there is more. And you know what? And I'm, I'm fortunate in some way that you're not the first person that's come on the show and discuss this. However, what I'm going to applaud you for you're providing details and substance that matters because it's the details and the substance that's going to make people pissed off enough to go freaking do something about it and quit laughing about this Disney stuff like it's nothing and and just going, oh well, gosh, yes. in the church yes. and like just blowing it off, not standing up and saying enough is enough. You're going to go march over mask. You're going to march over whatever else, trucker convoy. But what about the effing kids? that are suffering like you did. So thank you for giving substance and depth to this, Annette. I I honor you for that. And I have to tell you this. I have been talking about trafficking without the substance and depth, and people can handle that. And people call me and they honor that. But when I did start telling details, people get scared. And what I would like is for everyone to understand, no one's trying to scare you or anything like that. I'm trying to tell you this isn't a word. This isn't human trafficking. It's not a word. This is human torture. It is the breakdown of children and the breakdown of adults that are sucked back into sex slavery to make you do things you would never, never do and normalize it so you don't think twice about doing what they want. You are brainwashed and people don't believe brainwashing exists it does and it's torture if brainwashing happens through our tvs so if if if, you know if people don't know that brainwashing exists then they're definitely not gonna they're gonna have a hard time with this but what you're saying is true um and and i know it from my own personal experience i i I mean i in what you're saying again this is why the substance matters so much to so thank you for going there and frankly the one thing i will i will credit um the audience i'm blessed to have is that they are used to some very heavy subjects they're here for it because they're here to help make change um and so i don't want to jump around too much but i do want to commend you on the human trafficking event uh, the anti-human trafficking event uh that you put on that was very successful and you have another one coming up in July, but tell people about the March that you put on. Well, and was it March? Yes, it was on March the 6th, 2022. We had a March and it was to be nationwide to end human trafficking and CPS corruption. Now the two do go hand in hand in many ways because CPS does take children from innocent people and 80% of the children found in human trafficking come from the foster care system. So I did blend it together as the March to End Human Trafficking and CPS Corruption. It was very successful. 21 states 
participated. Class Vancouver, BC participated and did a wonderful job on our behalf. We're doing it again on July the 16th. And the reason I am is because people said they were so sorry they had missed out and they really would have wanted to participate. We really need every state. And if I could have, oh my gosh, every town and every state participate, I'd appreciate it. People were handing out um, books they've written on these subjects. They were giving speeches and lectures and creating new networks. We've had people um, after the march go on to tell people in corporations and schools about human trafficking and CPS corruption. It's causing extreme exposure on these subjects. Just these marches alone, I, I can't tell you how many people got involved and have created their own networks. And I need more people creating networks and talking about this. We need to save children. We need to save adults. I was put back into human trafficking. How did that happen? Do you mind telling us? No, I, this is generational. Um, absolutely generational that they find a family or a person and they kind of never let you have any peace. Hmm. Really. Um, it's, of course, it's Masonic in every way. I was adopted into a Masonic household. I was sort of kicked out of the crowd to do these things. And they kind of never, they, I'm going to say, they've never left me alone my entire life. So, and I was told a few days ago that they never intend to, but we'll see. Um, after all of this, maybe they will. Why? I was, I was, they took my houses, they took my businesses, they took down my everything. They took everything I had down with threats against it. They stole my son through their networks, through falsified documents, and CPS never once claimed that it was a false case. They just told me to shut up, we're taking your kid. And they did all kinds of ridiculous things to me. They then put me back into sex slavery. I'm not CPS, but individuals that were involved in my takedown in with a well-known individual who was in politics. So hold on a second. Annette, Annette, I'm yeah. curious. I'm curious about what you said about CPS, um, how they just they basically told you to shut up, I'm taking your kid. Do you I mean, we see in the news right now a lot about people pretending, well, and who knows if these are real news stories or not, but people pretending to be a CIA and getting into uh, um, the White House and all these crazy stories. Do you think that there's any chance that, that the CPS you dealt with could have actually not been CPS? Or do you think that it is the system that is just that corrupt? What happened was that there became um, financial incentives for the government to take children. Foster care takes children for profit. Yeah. It's it's very real CPS. They're stealing children for profit. Wow. That I mean that that lands. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. so sorry. I can't. I, Wow, I can't even imagine as a parent going I know that. that people say that these are conspiracy theories and that we're not to be believed. The problem is that there's so many cases now is that nobody doesn't believe this anymore. It's very true. They take children and they threaten people not to talk. Yeah. Do you want to scoot over over here? Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> she's, 
She's all. I'm, ah! My I'm wife so is. Uh, she hasn't been drinking, folks. Uh, uh, no, I think that Walt Disney in itself um, is a, is gonna open up some eyes to uh, people believing mm-hmm. these real stories. So they're freaking real. Like yeah. it's that's one of the um, when we were doing the trafficking, the live life free trafficking shows. Um, when I did a couple of like the history of trafficking and showing how it works around the world, one of the areas that they focused on was the CPS, um, also the foster care system. And, and, and it just really money shows laundering. you how money laundering, mm-hmm. how government, border agents, police, orphanage, like the heads of orphanages, they're all bought off and paid off. They're placed into these positions to pick out the right kids. Mm-hmm. And then you have the organ harvesting side of this, which is a whole other animal that my stomach could not handle right now. Um, that's also tied into this. It's all one giant factory and it's all to feed a, a very, very demonic, evil system. But it's not just the system. It's a belief system that they have mm-hmm. that is coming from these kids that they're trafficking. Well, it's, it's well not only just the sex. Um, if I may, they're placed. Many are placed in domestic servitude, ar- agricultural work, manufacturing, yep. construction, organ harvesting, medical research, yes. SRA, human sacrifice. All of these things are very real. These are not conspiracy theories. No. This is very real, and we have to be outraged as a nation. We need to understand that 80% of the kids found in human trafficking are from foster care is a very real statement and true. Do you understand? I'm asking people to please understand that 50% of your homeless population, this is not a lie, are from the foster care system. 50%. Do you know that 80%, this is outrageous, 80% of the people in prison are from foster care? What are we doing? Mm. You know, what you, are, you talk, sorry to cut you off, you talk about brainwashing and uh, how they brainwash the people that, that they're torturing and, and doing all this to, but uh, the world doesn't believe it. Do you believe that it is because the world is brainwashed? The ones that are not actively involved in this side of life are brainwashed to believe that that could never happen? I guess brainwashed is a good word for it. I also know that when we talk about the children being tortured with SRA or MK Ultra from these systems, that if you look it up online, it says it's all a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to make us look like damn fools when it's all true. Hold on a second. They're, really quick. SRA, if you don't know, is satanic ritual abuse. And, and I can, I hate to say this, but you can, all you have to do is go to a internet search engine that doesn't filter. So DuckDuckGo, you could find it, or you could go to the dark web. Not that I recommend you want to see these videos, but if you look up Frazzle Drip, sorry. No, it's fine. It's Frazzle Drip is a primate thing you could look up, and you can see actual video footage, and you may even find some video that they've tried to hide for a long time because of who's involved. Not going to say the name because I don't want to get executed. 
Um, but there is actual video that came from a laptop that is floating on the internet that you can see. I wish I hadn't seen it, but it's there. It's freaking real, whether you want to believe it or not. You can look into symbolism. And like another example of this is how it's been in your face, but you've been blinded, folks. I just sounded like Biden when I said folks. Um, <laughs> um, um, but you, you, it's been blinded because it's hiding in plain sight. But the images that are hiding in Coke machines, for instance, is one thing. But Disney itself, Disney and the images, they've always spliced in penis or uh, a boobs or like there's something always a phallic symbol there's always something hiding in plain sight in the art and there's never any parents right and there's never any parents mm -hmm. and if you go watch the pinocchio story again and you think about nursery rhymes if you look at the full verses of the nursery rhymes what you're going to find is that they've been telling you the entire time but because it's a cartoon you think it's innocent Think about what the Simpsons and Family Guy talks about. Oh, yeah. They get away with pedo jokes all the time. They're telling you about the pedophile problem, but you don't think it's serious because it's a damn cartoon. Because they make a joke out of it, just like she was talking she, about. And that proves, and that's oh. point, into your what you just said, it proves her point that this is real. They want you to laugh. When your brain is seeing the images of something awful, but or, or, or you're hearing something awful, but an image that's pleasant. That that is how you break somebody. That is how you manipulate somebody. The prime example too, why when someone's watching porn, like I watching porn when being molested, and that that you have the sensational feeling of what the porn brings you, but then you have the pain of something happening to you too. So your eyes are seeing something pleasant. And, some, and then you've got the physical side of it, where you're being violated while stimulated in a good way. It's the same reason why meth has the effect that it has on people and why people are doing ungodly stuff while this is happening. And what it's doing is it's programming you. You can program yourself, by the way. Like, you can absolutely program yourself. You don't need a handler to program you, but it can happen with your own actions. Because... How do you think a habit's starting? Well, a habit is programming. Media sure does help. Yeah, media definitely. <laughs> you know, I gotta do is watch TV. So, Annette, um, and so talk to me. You said we, we've talked a few different times, and you've mentioned this, and a lot of people would find this shocking. But right now, you're free and clear. I mean, you're not free. And, you're not free and clear, as in you're not watching your back. But you are on your own. You're separated from your handlers, but you do still talk to your handlers. Is that correct? I don't talk to them, no. A lot of what is going on with that is they sort of send messengers to call me. I had one yesterday at, trying to find out how much I was saying behind the scenes. They send people to talk to me. They're not going to talk to me, and if they do, they hang up the phones. I have called them. And I have demanded my child back. I have. I have said I want my child back. And they just hang up or tell me I'm crazy or threaten me or whatever. But they outright stole my child. I am a 59-year-old woman. They took my houses, my businesses. They took me down with threats and stole my child with falsified documents through a vicious network that teams together to falsify documents and steal children. And 
I am standing at 59 years old with no family. I am being told to shut up and go away, and I never will. They stole my child. And that, I can't even imagine if someone, I, my kids are everything. Um, wh- how old was your child when this happened? Um, it started, the all hell broke loose when he would turn six. I know the exact date. All hell broke loose on March the 6th. And it was um, that day when these people reappeared in my life and started making threats. Now, this went on for years where he still was in my life. The day came when they started threatening me to take me down again. And they put me out on a property where I was tortured with SRA, human torture, and told I was going to be sacrificed. I laid in a bed for about two years, and I was treated horribly. And I haven't seen my son now in seven years. My son turned 18 last month. I don't know where he is. I don't know if he's being used for MK Ultra. I do know that they traumatized him as a child over and over. That tells me that they intend to use him in some way. I'm hoping that by stepping up, <laughs> they somehow try to fix this mess and try to cover up all of their obscene all the obscene things they did by repairing my son and getting him in touch with me. I love him. They took him outright and they put me in sex slavery. And after that, they tortured me. And they told me I was going to be sacrificed to Lucifer. And if I didn't accept it, then my children would think I was a piece of crap. So this is a true story. And I want you to know that when you hear that people are being sacrificed to Lucifer, it's not fake. These things are real. When you hear of animal sacrifices, I witnessed them. They're real. These things are not fake. They're real. Well, it, it doesn't seem that far-fetched if you think about in church that they worship God in church. So if people aren't worshiping God, who is all good and love and everything, if, there were, if, they, if they don't believe in God and they believe in something else that is opposite of God, then they would be doing these ritualistic things that are opposite of the ritualistic things that people do in church. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's just reversed. They specifically it. told me that. Excuse me for interrupting. Yeah, is it the reason why they study the Bible is to pervert it? Everything in there is to be done opposite. Everything they study it, but it's they, their whole entire plan is to do the opposite of everything the Bible says. I I'm right there with you. It, that just validates a lot of stuff. And and most of. Christians think that they're actually following the Christian Jesus. And it's actually, if you really think about it's it, it's the Constantine version that was implemented after the Roman Empire when he converted, because there were Christians, there was Jesus followers, they were called the way. And then when oh. the Roman, when the Catholic Church, before it became the Catholic Church, when the Roman Empire decided, well, this, this war thing is not working out for us as well, so we're going to change to a church. So basically all of the, these figures became the, that were pagan gods. They became the, 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 the leaders of the church. Like they became the, the, these figures. So they just converted everything over, but the actual religion of Christianity that came and spread all over the world, that is a pagan religion. 
Christmas, Easter, all pagan holidays. Halloween is more of a Christian holiday than Christmas is. And I'm sorry to break your hearts, Christians, but you celebrating Christmas, Christmas on the Christmas day as what it is, you're celebrating a, de a, de a demonic God. Mm -hmm. It is not the same. Jesus's birthday is not on Easter. His the, like even Easter itself is a super pagan, super sexual. It's like the if you think of um uh, who's the 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 Caligula, um it's like orgy fest, sex fest, mm -hmm. birth. That's what Easter if, is. If you think of the eggs and the fertilization that goes along with eggs, and then you put a cute bunny next to it, then you put your kids on the bunny's lap. Like how messed up is this actually? So when so you think about it exactly. So a lot of you have been participating in satanic rituals and not realized it. So if you didn't realize that. Sorry. <laughs> the camera moved, but that's okay. Um, it doesn't affect the net any. <laughs> um, so, but so you, if you think what she's saying is crazy, do me a favor, go research what I just told you and then ask yourself, well, maybe this is possible because we've been participating in satanic rituals this whole time and made our kids do it. And we dressed them up and we got them put in costumes all you were doing was glorifying a deity that was not worthy of being worshipped. In fact, it's probably not, it's not even real, unless if it's a demon. And they're probably really mad at you right now for even suggesting any of this because they got Easter plans. No. So just research it and, and pray about it. And it will I also want to validate that. And excuse me, Go ahead. interrupting again. Yeah. I want to validate that um, because I was recently told, I was saying, well, why are all of these Luciferian people going to church? And they said, well, because they know that it's Luciferian doctrine mixed with Christianity. Yes. Praise God. It's in, it's and I will also say that many of those people know the Bibles the Bible better than a lot of the Christians we know mm -hmm. because they study it and study it so they can pervert it even better. Yeah. Yeah. You're, that you're, is the whole plan. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. And, uh, and the signs are becoming more obvious by the day. And I don't want to spend so much time on the church. I just want to really, truly back up what you're saying with another side of it, because anyone that's doubting what you're saying right now, because I'll be honest with you in that I was really, really concerned that you were legit. Even though you came through referrals, I had to know because this has gone against every way that I like to verify information and to know people are real. And typically I can look somebody at the, in the eyes and I can see what they're really saying. So I was really, really worried about this. But I have to tell you, any wall I had up against you has been dropped. Well, and everything, everything that you're saying, uh, we've heard from a lot of other people. So this isn't new news to us. No. Um, it It's going to be new news to other people, but it's, I mean, it's real. We've also met a lot of phony people that want to latch onto this. They just want to get attention. They want to get attention. So we're trying to be more well, careful. Well, I want to tell you about that as well, because I am mauled. I was mauled the other day. Um, people calling me, asking me if I knew Hillary Clinton to see if I was blasting the Clintons. I don't know Hillary Clinton. I don't know any famous people from today. I know very few politicians, and I only know one that abused me. I'm going to... Um, say that I sort of lost my train of thought here. Take a deep breath. I, what? I said, <laughs> take a deep breath. It'll come back. 
the reason why they are being malls, and I regained it, the reason why they are being malls is because they want to make fools of all of us. Mm -hmm. I recently had people mull me in my March 6th march, and they pretended to be on the team of the march the whole time, and come the day of the march, they threatened my Arizona march to not march or they would be harmed, so the Arizona march had to go down. Now, that's the only state they wanted to take down, and California, which was absurd because everyone's talking about California. Yeah. The reason why people are coming out as phonies and being caught as phonies is to make everyone else look like they're crazy and oh, that they're phonies. That there sense. are very real people out here fighting for their children and fighting against trafficking and fighting against MK Ultra and SRA. Mm. Many of these children are being sacrificed and used for their purposes, and we're trying to save them. That's what we're trying to do here. Thank you for saying that. That that clears up. Mm -hmm. So much confusion because I was under the impression they just wanted attention, but in in real life that they want to ruin credibility of sources that are sharing this information and that is their job. Yeah, to yeah. ruin their own credibility and get caught and make us all look yep. like fools. Yep. That. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, that's really powerful. Wow. Um. Hey. Oh, never mind. Okay, sorry. I would just make sure. I'm just checking our time. Um, one other thing too that I want to tell you that you know I, when I stumbled upon organ harvesting, which is a part of all of this, um, I I was pretty blown away. But I thought it was really. I knew all the countries were involved, but I thought it primarily happened in Asia. What I learned yesterday is there are these death uh, death warehouses in Africa. And Nigeria specifically is the one that I learned about. And there's a there's certain religious sects, and when I say religious, don't think Jesus at all. <laughs> They're um, it's like voodoo religions that see and there you know a lot of these really poor countries would do anything for a dollar, and 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 so mm. you know if they they'll go to a witch doctor or what they consider you know to be a, a spiritual leader. And they'll say, well, to be able to do this uh, seance for money or to bring you more money or to bring you more wealth, we need the body part of such and such. So they have these factories in Africa or it's in Nigeria, the one I'm talking about specifically, that hundreds of thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of bodies every day like this, that, that they're pulling That's body crazy. parts and it and it's go. The government knows about it. In this one group of radical, they have a bad name in Africa, Nigeria specifically, because they, they're the ones that ride all the taxi cabs. They run the taxi cab business. They're looked at as gangsters and mobsters and criminals. However, they're very organized and they're very much on the same team. Mm -hmm. And a couple of their guys went missing. So the whole group of them literally all day long were searching searching, searching, searching. They would not stop searching. They never gave up. And that's how they found this hidden warehouse that was doing it. So they figured out the whole thing that was going on. The reason I'm bringing this up is this is not a simple problem to solve. It comes from every angle. There's religious beliefs. Like some of these people believe by sacrificing their child to this God or by taking this body part and mixing it in a stew that they're going to get spiritual favors. 
They don't see it as, oh, you're a child of God and um, we need to honor and love you. That's not the belief system they have. So imagine, folks, that you're listening out there, podcast, TV, whatever. Imagine your religious beliefs, like what you believe, even if, if you're atheist, if you're if you're Buddhist, if you're Hindu, any of that. You know how strong your beliefs are. You believe what you believe. Well, just imagine that there's an evil out there that really believes what they believe. Mm-hmm. Is, is that why the they protect religious rights and freedoms? Since we know that they're, that, I mean, the authorities in charge of us know what's going on. Could that be part of the reason why they say religious freedom and they they won't get in there is to protect their it, own yes it's to protect their own and if you ever read the talmud i think it's pronounced talmud it's uh it's a jewish bible um sex with children is very much a part and okay and they believe that you should murder anyone who's not jewish mm. that so there's there's all of these religious sects from around the world that have these kind of beliefs so it sounds like conspiracy, but it legitimately is part of people's belief system. I'm not saying it's okay. They need to be executed and burn in the, the furthest parts of hell. But it's been going on forever. But it's been going on Kings. since the beginning of time. It's sacrifices to Baal have happened since the beginning of time. This is Absolutely. not Absolutely, yes. So anyway, I, I, I'm trying to give more context again because the, this is what your substance has allowed for is to show just how much more substance in the layers of this. Um, And to me, this confirms your credibility beyond anything else because of that substance. So again, I appreciate that. Can I just say that if, if someone doesn't believe you or any other person speaking out, that doesn't really, I mean, it's not going to affect your story just because someone doesn't believe you. It still needs to be heard because there will be people that will believe you. And that's what really matters. Yeah. I mean, people still think I'm the devil. So, you know, um, (laughs) people are going to believe what they want to believe. Yeah. Because of a book cover, we got to do a little bit more research people. (laughs) Read the book first. (laughs) Um, The uh, I'll show you a devil. Anyway. um, No, no, not me. uh, In the book, read the book. You'll see one. No, sorry, Annette. Sorry. Um, go ahead and say what you were going to say. Sorry, we're now just see if because you're not on camera, like it's just like you know we're all just having a free flowing conversation now. All right, Annette, that's say what you're going to say. <laughs> all right, I just wanted to get out here a few more statistics, if I may. Yeah. I wanted to also say this: there's more than one way to be trafficked for these kids. Ten percent of these foster care kids are entitled to social security benefits, oh, and typically. Typically, it's more than 700 a month. Holy. It's their property. Um, we have now, um, there has now been noted 36 states that come through the files of these children and take guardianship of that money and steal it for themselves. Mm, and those kids, when they turn 18, all of their benefits are gone and not one cent has been used for them. Wrong with the curve. It's absurd. I'm also going to say, again, that these children are not being educated. Um, 10% of the kids in foster care go into universities or trade schools, and only 25% of those 10% actually graduate. Um, Again, 50% of the people on the street are homeless. 
we are giving our tax dollars to these people to use our children, to medicate them unnecessarily. Um, kids on medication, they get more profit for those kids. I sent you a video on a child that said at five years old, he was taking 40 pills a day. CPS profited off of him. He now takes no medication and he's homeless in the street with nothing. He was not educated. And there's many more that I've spoken to. I interview people in the streets that are homeless to find out if they've been through CPS, foster care. We have to save these children. We have to save people from being trafficked in its various forms. Stealing people's finances, that's trafficking. Medicating people unnecessarily, that's trafficking. Taking guardianship unnecessarily. Stealing children for state profit, that's trafficking. We need to save lives. We need to be outraged. I 100%, 100% have my child stolen. Now let me tell you this. When they stole my child, I was accused of being a Christian and I was taunted by some CPS workers saying we steal the children of Christians. This is a model by, this is true. These are your government mm -hmm. social workers taunting me and calling me a Christian, telling me they're stealing my child because I'm a Christian and threatening me to never, never, never tell a soul what's going on. These are the people in your government stealing people's money. These children in foster care outright disappear. It's easy to disappear children in foster care. I'm not saying that the social workers are disappearing the children. I'm saying that they are being put into homes mm -hmm. where they are then in turn being sold into trafficking. We have a problem, Everybody a plays real problem. I believe you. It's a it's a big web, a web of people involved. I, I, you know, I have so many friends that have come out of the foster care system. Of course, I know someone that lied about it too. Piece of crap. Um, but I do know people that legitimately came from it. And the God bless the horror stories. I mean, like people think I have a crazy story, but the craziest part of my story was really what happened. Yeah, I was molested. Yeah, I was abused. Yeah, all that. But the crazy stuff is really what I did to myself. And then what I did to other people because I was an untreated monster. So I know people, even hearing your story, like getting to know more of your story over the last month, like, holy gosh. Like, I think I think that my dad was awful. I, I, I just, there's, I, there's so many just messed up awful stories but then you have these children that are passed home to home to home mm -hmm. and exactly. they never know and they never know who to trust they never know anything but yet they're being beaten they're being treated like dogs or worse they're being treated and when they go sex to toys homes, they're told here's your new mom and dad mm -hmm. okay hi mom hi dad out to the next mom and dad to the next mom and dad pretty soon you have extreme emotional issues, extreme bonding issues. You don't know where you fit in society. You've never been accepted. And even if you are accepted, you're sent to the next place. Well, in society teaches us to listen to adults. <laughs> so children are taught they must obey the authority. So even with, with my dad, who is an alcoholic, and I'm just starting to learn um, that things weren't how they should have been. Uh, it's not near what 
these other children are going through and they're being taught that that's okay and that's how it should be. And then they're going to be grownups not knowing what reality is supposed to be like and how do you succeed and thrive not knowing what reality is supposed mm. to be like. Well, just like having an alcoholic family member, it's the pink elephant in the living room. And what's going on in our society with CPS and human trafficking and these absurdities like sacrificing people, this is the pink elephant in our living room. We need to notice that there's a pink elephant in our living room, and we need to figure out how to cure this little pink elephant. It has to go. We need to get rid of it. We need to expose it. We need to acknowledge that it's there and not turn our backs. You know, there's a lot of people like it's it's hard enough. The reality is this. It's hard enough for people to be able to face their own stuff and and to go through their healing journey. That's a tough decision to make. So a lot of us from the sidelines will like we we use that like with the people that don't want to go in the healing journey, we look at everybody else and we point and we and we, we're talking about fixing everybody else. But for the people that are wanting to that maybe struggle to know their purpose, they they don't know what God has for them, and they don't really have it figured out. They're hurting, and they they want an escape out of hurting. The one way I've always known. Even when I was doing evil things, when I was battling all the different stuff I'm battling, and I'm not completely out of the woods, I'm not saying that, but I do know the one surefire thing that will always like change the, the momentum of how I feel, change the, the, my energy levels, whatever it may be, is go fight for someone else. If you're not where you can fight for yourself, Go fight for someone else. Like, listen to what Annette has said today. There are people out there. If the very first kind thing you've ever done for anybody is being a part of this march and going to march or going out and preparing some sandwiches and going to feed the homeless and just smile, just have a conversation, not just drop the food off and go, but have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, go, go do something for someone else. But I promise you, for sure, they haven't been valued ever. Mm -hmm. They haven't had showers. So people walk over them and call them disgusting. I've talked to them all over the country, all over the country. And a lot of these people have extreme abilities and talents and can't get inside to be lifted. You're Mm -hmm. you're right. And it's not even just about homeless people. Like, I mean, because, again, it could be adoption. (laughs) I mean, honest to God, it could be. It could be anything, but God is going to push on your heart. And this is a blanket statement. I know that what we're talking about is super, super heavy. There's ways to get involved in advocating. Like, start researching. Like, learn everything we've talked. I want to put in that my dream is to open a shelter for homeless people Mm -hmm. and people that have been trafficked and through the foster care system. Foster care kids have been trafficked in every way, in every way. Mm-hmm. I want to open up a shelter or a ranch where people can come and get together to be lifted back into society and not be in the streets and dirty clothes and holy shoes. I want to do that. And I would really appreciate <coughs> the people to donate to that. I have Cash App. It's 332-200-0149. I'm also going to say that I personally need donations at this time because I personally 
need to be lifted as well. I had everything taken. If you want to call me and talk to me to find out exactly who I am and what I'm about, you can call me at 332-200-0149. And I don't care if millions of people have that phone number. I'll talk to as many as I can. Mm. Yeah, thank thank you for that. And and I believe that people are going to come together um, to support you know, a safe place, a rehabilitative place for people to get their, you know, their, their lives together, but they have to detox. They have mm-hmm. to be able to heal. They, you can't just integrate back into society immediately because society is going to treat you like a wounded animal. Yeah. And, and that's just the sad reality of it. So there gets to be a time of rest and healing and, and, um, and then, and, to re- and then to build yourself back up and learn the tools and get the tools. I mean, this is a passion that Jessica and I equally share um, with you and the, the importance of these shelters uh, that you're speaking of. And I hate to even use the word shelter. I would like to think of a, a safe place, a home. a home, yeah. Exactly, where they can go, know that they're valued, know that they're recognized mm. for having skills and talents yes. and abilities and can function and they don't need to be in our streets and look down upon. Some of these people that I've spoken to are absolutely brilliant. I've sent you videos of some of them. Yeah. They're amazing human beings that need just to be lifted. Yeah. That's all. And let's create that. Let's, if, if nothing else, I do need your donations, but also please pray for that shelter and that safe space to come to light. We need it for these people. People that come out of foster care, many, many of them wind up homeless and in the street the day they turn 18. I don't want them to just be dropped off at a mission. Mm -hmm. I want them to have a place to go where they're valued and we can figure out how to get them educated and loved and creating in our society. Uh, oh, good. I, well, I, I would like to encourage people to donate to help you personally, um, to, to help you and to help you continue to be a voice. Um, I would like it if Joshua wouldn't mind praying for an angel investor to watch this or read it um, mm-hmm. and, and consider investing in your vision yeah. with you. Um, and I will, I'll pray to close this out, but I want to say something else too. If you ever think your job as a parent is not important, like think about it when like guys being irresponsible, going out and spreading in your seed unprotected and leaving women high and dry. Look, i I was a deadbeat father and this is not about judgment, but I'm telling you right now, I know from experience what happens when you're not around as a father. I know what happens because my daughter's going through it. And I can't change that. I can't change the hell that she's lived and she's living now. And mind you, she's on the other side of it to a degree, but the consequences are there. And so if you ever think that there's something more important than the children that you have, you're kidding yourself. And what you're doing by not being present and being actively involved in their life, I'm not your daddy, I'm not lecturing you, but I want to tell you for a reality is that, you know, the joke with Chris Rock about, I just want to keep my daughter off the pole. It gets freaking worse than that because kids that run away, kids that don't feel love, they find the love somewhere else. And I'm telling you that these psychopaths 
know how to show them that love while breaking 100%. them down and robbing every bit of innocence that they have. And I'm telling you, these nightmares that you just heard in this episode, that can happen to your kid too, especially if you are not present as a parent. So yes. do you have anything to add? It's not at all. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to pray and then we're going to close out. Um, Heavenly Father, You know, everything you, you, you say come to you with the faith of a child. And it's very, very hard <clears throat> to have faith as a child and childlike innocent faith with the subject so, so just the awful, evil, disgusting, vile, hurtful, painful. It's hard to have that faith. However, it is the only faith to have because we get to believe that you are the only one that can do this and you're going to do it. You're going to rescue and save these children. You're going to stop this epidemic. You're going to do it through your children, the people here on this earth. And Annette is one of those people that's doing the fight, putting her life, their sanity, her home, her livelihood at risk. So, Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you bring her, her tribe of people, whether it's a corporation, a, 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 an angel investor, as Jessica said, a, 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 any type of investor, someone that can help her build this vision and make it a reality so that future generations of children have a safe place if this ever happens and, and people that have already experienced this have a place to go. But Lord, she, Annette, can't fight that fight if she can't provide for herself. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you bless Annette financially. I bless that people out there, whether it's $10, $20, $100, $5,000, that they sow into her um, so she can she can be safe, that she can take care of herself so that she has the energy and the spirit to fight this brutal fight. So, Father, protect Annette, protect her son, protect her children, protect the people that she loves, and let her be the voice for the voiceless that you've called her to be. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Annette, amen. thank you, my friend. Thank you, Annette. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate hey, you hearing this out and for your prayers and good wishes. Slowly give your Cash App one more time, please. Hey, it's Cash App. It's 332-200-0149. That's also my phone number. If you need more information, please feel free to call. God bless you, Annette. We'll talk soon, okay? Bless you, too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Wow. You know, it's funny when I go into things, giving people the benefit of the doubt, I later find out, I wish I wouldn't have done that. And then I go in kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I have a weird feeling about this. Do you think it's because you're, you're relying on yourself to just trust them with the other people and then with like her, maybe look to God to trust her. I try to look for God with everything. Um, mm -hmm. I think it was the, 
when the first couple times we spoke, it was so just like a lot of information at one time. In my experience, and you think about all the different people that have come on the show, the ones that are talking, talk like, and much. just talk too much. It's like, yeah, like, hold on, wait a second. Because I know how you can, people can do that, and you can, it makes it easier to do a sleight of hand trick. It's they easier. Don't have, people don't have questions. Yeah, you, you don't give, give all time. the information. Yeah, you, you control the narrative, is what you're doing. And I felt like that's what was happening, and it made me uneasy. And with Penny's interview, like how the, the pushback from that happened, I was like very gun shy. It's hard to stand and give a platform <clears throat> to people when there are those those people jumping in that don't belong there. Yes. Um, and then when we in turn get judged or criticized for offering the platform, it, it makes you like get your feet get a little cold. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was overly cautious, but uh, I believe her. Well, so. and everything is a fact. Well, yeah, that, that's the other thing too, is like, she didn't say anything I have not seen for myself. Mm -hmm. Like if I hadn't seen this stuff, Trust me, I would have never done one of these. My God, I want to provide for myself and my family too. Like I in in and, and I get in trouble every time I do one of these interviews. Every time. And I'm not trying to make it about me. Like, because I want this is what I want to do. But every time I do something like this, I lose another opportunity or I get in trouble because people think I'm batshit crazy. Well, and it's hard to live in a world that is hiding <laughs> a lot of this stuff. And then to be one who exposes it, you then get flagged by people that are getting paid by people that want to hide it. And it becomes hard to hard to pay your own bills yeah. <laughs> and to help people have a voice. Yeah. And but this is what I'm called to do. And I'm not going to stop doing it. Like, I don't if I if I my whole life and everything I've ever believed that was possible for my life and for our life as a family if that proves to be wrong and I die just fighting for the voiceless, then I, you know, then that's what happens. But I can't stop this. There was an easier way for me to go to get what I wanted in life, to be able to travel the world. I could have played the game. I don't like playing people's games. Like I want to do what I feel led to do. I could have been a regular shock jock and I would have fit just fine. I could have talked about sex all the time. I could have talked about mental health stuff. I could have been enlightening. I have lots of wisdom and lots of enlightenment, but enlightenment. no one else is. Yeah. Uh, no one else. <laughs> like we have been blessed with a platform and, and we get to be that place that elevates these voices and the consequences be damned. But I feel like we're doing what God called us to do. And I'm not going to apologize. It makes people uncomfortable and it makes, you know, but guess what? What's coming? The truth that's coming and it's been leaking out. But eventually the, that leak is going to turn into a flood you and all the stuff, all the stuff that I've been saying since Meet the Beast episode of Gratitude Unfiltered is coming true. Every freaking thing I said has come true, is coming true, or has come true, is has already been proven to be true, or is about to be revealed to be true. I'm not a prophet. I read the books. Like, I've studied this stuff my whole life. And, and, and it, I, it, a lot of this happened to me. 
So like I, or I was involved in it. So I know it's like, again, I don't call myself a prophet. I'm just educated on this subject. Right. And I have a lot of victims and survivors that reach out to me just based on, on seeing you or seeing both of us and knowing that we, we support them. And they need that support. They're, they're reaching out to basically strangers on the internet in, in my, my messenger and inbox telling me, like pouring their hearts out to me because they need to talk. They need someone to listen. Yeah, because no one's listened to them. They've been told that they're crazy. They've been silenced. And people deserve to be heard. And they, they deserve a voice, yes, but they deserve to be heard too, especially when they're speaking the truth. And right now we're giving a lot of power to the wrong voices and it's messed up. So anyway, please support Annette. Um, God bless you. Thank you for being here and we'll see you next time. Bye.